Welcome to the Enlightened Practice Podcast, brought to you by the Luminello Electronic Medical Record folks. Here are your hosts, Dr. Ken Braslow and Dr. Carrie Kagan. Okay, today we're going to talk about online booking, and uh, welcome back, Carrie. I, um, I hear that you don't actually use online booking. Uh, so maybe I'll end up doing more of the talking today, but I'm curious to hear, um, why not, or, um, what you've heard about it or, uh, your thought process around, um, what's kept you from using it. Yeah. I'm so excited to hear more about your experience with online booking. I, I can't exactly, I can't say I have any good solidly formed thoughts about why I don't do it other than I didn't start out with it. And then I think from then on, the thought of opening it up for whatever reason seemed like one too many things for me to take on or try differently, given, you know, other things that I was doing in my practice at the time, or all the other like admin related stuff that I was managing, even though I do think probably this would be one of those short-term pain for long-term gain things on the admin side. But so I think it was more so for me, just a a default decision Mm -hmm. that because Mm -hmm. I didn't start out with it, I kind of just never uh, ventured out into it. But I think maybe slightly a little bit more than that. But again, I've never done it. So I don't know that this is actually true. For whatever reason, in my mind, um, I like to have control over my schedule. And I will say it's quite a lot of admin that involves emailing back and forth with clients, but I usually have um, a manageable number of clients on my caseload at any given time to feel like that's doable. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's something about having the complete control and me being the one to put the client's name in as opposed to opening up my calendar and seeing a name that mm-hmm. sounds intimidating and scary to me, but it could yeah. just be a mental hurdle I've created. And I'm so curious to hear your experience. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially if your practice is full and stable and there's a lot right. less scheduling that goes on anyway. And you're right. You do give up a degree of control. So, and if your systems worked for you for this long, you know, why why change it? Um, so I, and maybe there's a, even a more compelling case for online booking for um, psychiatrists because uh, with med patients who might only be seen once a month or once every few months, uh, you're still s- spending the same amount of time to schedule them, but then there's just a lot more patients to schedule. And right. if you don't, have to. It's nice not to. Um, so I'll say before I even dive in, um, I have a hybrid setup where um, it's not like my entire life is available to schedule. Um, and within my practice hours, I would say maybe 80% are available for online booking, but 20% are not. And that way I retain some degree of control. Uh, okay. I like to hold slots for crisis patients or just anything urgent. And that's how I can feel good about that. And now you could say, well, then you're going to maybe see fewer patients that week because all my patients know to go online to book. And if they don't see an opening, even if I know it's there, then they just keep going, scheduling farther out. 
On the flip mm-hmm. side, if I see that somebody has just scheduled, I get a notification as soon as they've booked online. But I know I have an opening tomorrow and I don't anticipate anything urgent between now and later today or tomorrow. Then then I'll reach out to them and say, hey, we got an opening in you know five hours or tomorrow. Would you like that? And then almost always mm-hmm. they're pretty pleased about that. But that way it gives me the luxury of having a buffer and time for crises. But then the vast majority of the admin work I don't have to do. So uh, if you're looking to try it out, you could just start out offering one hour a week. You know, there's no rule that your whole practice has to be available online. And you could just see how it goes. Um, One of the things that I use in order to maintain more control is um, this concept of having a cutoff on both the um, how how soon and how far out. So Mm -hmm. what I don't do is allow anybody to book an appointment for any time that's available within my online calendar. So you have to book it at least a day in advance. But even if I have availability in three hours, I don't let you book it. Yes. Because what I, I don't want surprises. I don't want to think, Oh, I like off. And then there's a patient sitting there waiting for me and they booked it 10 minutes before the session. Right. Okay. So that's one degree of control. On the flip side, there are days when rarely, when I see there's an opening in the schedule and then I will change the cutoff to no cutoff. So that way, if somebody really stepped right up and they saw an appointment in an hour, they could grab it. I just want to be the one to make that decision consciously and not Mm -hmm. have it be the default. Then on the other side of things, I don't let people book 10 years out. Um, My schedule template is always subject to revision. And um, it's not that it changes that often, but there's always things with the kids' school or holidays or... And so I used to let people book like six months out, um, mm-hmm. which really for meds. Um, but I realized that, man, I was cha- canceling a lot of those appointments as it got closer, realizing it didn't work. And so right. I didn't want to put myself and the patient through that. So I have the, the cutoff now at two months. So you can't book farther than two months out. It just doesn't show up when you go to, to book because I, I pretty much know my schedule the next month or two out. Um, and um, the third limitation is I don't um, allow, so you can choose to allow individual charts to book online or not. And I don't mm-hmm. allow new patients to book online. Um, that um, I do um, one-on-one. Um, because, um, I don't know why it just doesn't feel right to do that. I want to, one of the things I don't want is to have five new patients in one day that is just completely overwhelming. And I can even tell on days when it's current patients, but it's going to be a really, these are really complex patients. I don't want a new patient on that day. So um, also new patients are more likely to uh, be responsive in scheduling. One of the challenges I had with um, before online booking is I would offer a time slot and then I wouldn't hear back from someone 
And I would never know what to do with that right. because yeah. meanwhile, somebody else might want the slot you know, did, because I offered it. Do I have to keep it for you or do I, as a courtesy, keep it for 24 hours or what is the uh, etiquette here? And then it was painful mm-hmm. when they would reply back uh, and either it was <clears throat> too late uh, you know, after a while, I gave up and would offer it to somebody else, and now I'm double booked. Or, um, I, you know, I don't want people to, um, I want them to have a clinical relationship with me, and I don't want the the business side of scheduling to affect them building rapport and trust and connection with me. So, right. yeah. what we used to do is say, uh, um, this slot is a at first I did, okay, the slot, we'll hold it for 24 hours. But then people would like reply 27 hours later and they'd say, oh, you know, sorry, I didn't see it. Is it still available? And then I feel bad saying no. Um, and now what, um, and then I would offer to multiple people on one slot because I didn't want the slot right. to go unfilled. And I'd say, right. just so you know, the slot has been offered to multiple people so the first one who responds gets it but then i thought ah that's like you know i don't want my patients competing with each other uh, you know yeah. um, so then what i do now with uh because i have online booking is if somebody emails my office with hey can i set up an appointment we'll say uh sure here's a particular time that's available but could you go book it yourself online because Anyone yeah. can book online, and uh, by the time you get this email, the slot may have already filled. So I we encourage you to book this online right now, and also in the future, just go book online. And for some people, they just it's just a reflex um, to contact the doctor's office directly. They just not I guess many other kinds of practices offer online booking, and so it doesn't even occur to them. Uh, or some people like that personal touch um, when scheduling, but the mm-hmm. vast majority of my patients just love it. They, okay. the, I mean, we used to have 27 rounds of email back and forth. How about this date? No. How about this date? No. How, it was just such a non-effective use of time. So right. uh, by having the parameters uh, in place, I felt much more in control. And then there's another layer of parameters and that deals with cancellations and rescheduling. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I have in general in my practice, as you'll recall from the previous podcast, a two business day um, cancellation policy. So um, online booking, I used to not allow people to cancel at all online. Uh, They'd have to reach out to me, but then I realized why am I making people do that? Um, so it didn't have a good reason. So then I set it at 48 hours as the cutoff. So you could cancel up until 48 hours before the appointment. And that seemed to work, but then people would be able to cancel um, Tuesday appointment on a Sunday and I thought, oh, God, this is the same issue with the two business days. So mm-hmm. now my cutoff is 96 hours, four days. Um, that way it guarantees the two business day is covered. You know, part of the challenge is that 
um, we we could build in logic to say two business days, but the definition of business day can vary. Like, yeah. are certain of the minor holidays, are those considered business days? And right. if I don't work on a particular day of the week, but it's a Monday through Friday, is that a business day for, is it a business day for me, a business day for the world? So right. there's just too much complexity to make it worthwhile. So uh, anyhow, right. 96 hours is the, um, is the limit. Uh, and then they have to email you. Then they have out. to contact me. Right. And um, that doesn't come up very much. I think maybe because they go to cancel and they realize they can't and they just show up for the appointment. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's nice. I get a notification when they, we both get a notification, the patient and I, um, when the appointment is booked. So I know who's coming in to see me. And we have a button where you can just turn off online booking globally with just a click. If it's just, you know, if there's some crisis and I just, okay, closing my schedule completely until I figure this out, you just click a button and it's closed off. Right, right. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's some of the intricacies. Um, I have a question yeah. about another like intricacy. What do you do if a client cancels like out, you know, in the appropriate amount of time and they don't reschedule? Is that something that you are able, like one of my fears, if you will, um, maybe irrational fears, is that I might lose track of a client. Let's say they cancel and they just haven't like put themselves back on the calendar for whatever reason, or maybe it's even some kind of way, like in their own way, like terminating. Like, right. um, Well, how do are you handle you that? To- yeah, I can talk about that. I'm curious how yeah. you handle that without online booking. Well, right. So I guess the equivalent of that without online booking would be a client no showing for an appointment. And then I would um, follow up over email a few different times and then eventually send a letter letting them know that, um, you know, I'm going to close, you know, that their case will be closed and they're welcome to get back in touch. I guess the fear that I have with online booking is like, you know, right now if a client cancels, um, um, I'm well, I guess you would be informed as well with online booking. Like, obviously, I know about it because they would email me and let me know that they're canceling. And then, usually, right then and there, we're rescheduling or, um, or we're in contact in some way. Like, they're on my brain, in other words, like, okay, I know this client canceled and I need to get back to them to reschedule or whatever it is. My concern would be that a client cancels and I lose track that like if they never reschedule and I have that moment later on where I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't seen this client in a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. That's a good point. That. Yeah. So for meds patients, it's a little different than for therapy patients. For my meds patients, uh, they always, <laughs> I hear from them the day before their meds have yeah. run out uh, or the day of. And um, so in that case, of course, I'll send in a refill, but I'll ask them to schedule um, at that point. And then I send them a, in a refill, enough of a refill to get to our appointment. And then we'll process uh, this. Oftentimes, it's a reflection of some of the issues we're dealing with. This is often uh, ADHD patients mm-hmm. or patients who just live very logistically complex lives. And so I try and take that material and bring it into um, even a meds check 
I always try and sneak in a little therapy, even within the med checks. Um, for a therapy patient, um, they can cancel. They can't cancel all your future slots online. You can only cancel one at a time. So they typically would be scheduled to come back and see me the next week. Um, so I don't worry too much about it. Uh, but if I saw like all of a sudden one, one person I'd can't, it doesn't never happen, but you know, yeah. they canceled you straight appointments. I think I would just reach out and say like, uh, you know, would you like to chat? Um, so yeah. I, I'm trying to think of a scenario where I, maybe it's a therapy, a patient, but I don't have a regular schedule with them. Yeah, like I do have, I guess that was what was on my mind mm -hmm. with the question. I have a couple clients where we schedule as we go, which is not ideal, but it sometimes unfolds that way for whatever reason. Uh, maybe we're once we're, we're meeting once a month and it's kind of just like, okay. okay, we'll, you know, be in touch, oh, right. you know, in a couple weeks. It's just, yeah. yeah, I guess it's a bit of just a very you know, tiny little thing, but it was one of my, I guess it was a thing that came up in regards to losing control of my schedule. Although I'm very, I do hearing you talk about the parameters that you set up, I didn't know all those existed. So that actually it makes a lot of sense. It helps to retain, um, you know, control over the schedule. And then I guess it's just for these few random cases, it's probably not different either way there's always the possibility of like losing touch in a way um I for whatever reason in my mind I feel like if there's an email exchange the client sticks more in my brain than if yeah. I just like got a no, quick notice sense. they were canceled at some point but that's right you know I see it as it's an at least on the patient side it's an at-will relationship they're welcome to come yeah. and go as they please I'm here for them. Um, yeah. But if they don't want to continue working together for whatever reason, then um, I, I don't uh, try and sell them on it. Um, I'm happy to process it with them. Um, talk about all the reasons they don't want to work together with me or um, just to process the chaos in their lives or the challenges in their lives or if they're moving or whatever. Um, but um, I, I think in some sense, having the ability to just cancel the appointment with a button is very empowering for clients. Right, and yeah. so there's some psychological value in that. Um, so it's just a scenario that doesn't come up that much in my practice. So I guess yeah. that's a good point. Actually, you should probably pay attention to that scenario. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think, I think actually this is a big selling point for me to consider Um uh, online booking, because I think it speaks to, I do often feel this burden of, or that not burden, this responsibility of keeping track of making sure I'm doing my due diligence to follow up if someone cancels. And, and I feel a tremendous amount of responsibility. Um, for the most part, it's not, it's usually pretty, um, my schedule is usually pretty predictable because it's weekly appointments, but there are the occasional, you know, once a monthers who are more at risk, I guess, if you will, of falling through the cracks. And I often feel like the responsibility. And I think that there's a lot to say, like for putting that responsibility in the client's hand, like from, you know, in terms of like, 
I think clinically speaking, just uh, that could be really valuable for the client to take that initiative to like really feel motivated enough to go onto the online booking and Mm -hmm. do it as opposed to me kind of like, like facilitating the whole process. Um, So it sounds really relieving to just be like, whenever you're ready, go ahead Mm -hmm. and schedule as opposed Mm -hmm. to me sending the follow-up emails and making sure I remember to do that and all that. Right. Yeah. And everything's in this way uh, documented automatically. So yeah. Um, you know, review, there's occasional cases where patients say, oh, I didn't know I had an appointment or I didn't know it was canceled. Um, right. You know, I've had patients cancel and then show up, but I wasn't there because they canceled, you know. Um, so it's nice to be able to have a historical record automatically generated yeah. to, to review. Um, I'll say one other thing about online booking from a new grad perspective. Um, there's two uh, particularly valuable elements of it. One is if your schedule is wide open, um, the, the amount of back and forth with the number of new clients you may have, just multiply those two things together and you're going to spend a lot of time emailing or calling. Calling is even worse because yeah. they never pick up the phone. You can never pick up the phone and you just go back and forth. And there are patients who will leave a message saying, hi, sorry, I missed you. Call me. <laughs> Like, what, I just wanted to know, do, would this time work? Yes or no? That's all you had to say on the voicemail. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, now I'm looking at 27 rounds of phone tag with them. Um, and um, so it, just relieving the administrative burden is is very meaningful. Yeah. And the other thing is it's great marketing. Patients really like online booking. And yeah. uh, being uh, featuring that as part of what you offer them, um, you know, as part of a... Mm kind of, uh, you can have a lot of self-service options, um, is yeah. appealing to, um, um right. many people. So, so that's why I like it. It's, it's not a hundred percent perfect. Occasionally somebody schedules and I'm like, ah, oh, why did I have that schedule open? I wasn't planning on seeing a patient on new year's Eve at 11 PM, you know, uh, <laughs> right. but, but then we just cancel it. And I just reach out to them yeah. and just say, I'm really sorry. I don't know um, what happened. I shouldn't have had that slot available. I'm happy to find you a new time or you can reschedule online. So that comes up. That's only come up a handful of times. Yeah, which can happen without it too. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, Carrie, it's always a pleasure chatting and uh, be curious to hear your online booking Experiment if you try it out, maybe let me know in six months or, or a year when your uh, findings are. And uh, look forward to chatting with you soon. And uh, going from there. Thanks for telling me about it. Okay, take sure. care. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. If you like today's podcast and want to hear more, don't forget to click the subscribe button. And to learn more about starting and growing your own private practice, go to luminella.com and look for the Private Practice Hub.